Hey guys, welcome to the React Cast. We're on the next uh, episode of the podcast, joined with the all three hosts, the normal people that you're used to seeing all the time. Yeah. I'm John, Rose, and Nikki, and we are React City. So, last time we just talked about the channel and how we felt about reacting and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And I wanted to start off with Boba Fett and talking about how we felt about it, but it felt like we shouldn't. <laughs> because the last episode is next Wednesday, and all our opinions may change. Mm-hmm. So I figured maybe save the meat of it for next week. Mm-hmm. But also, um, just something that just came up in the news that's relatively interesting. I may have told you years ago, do you remember Star Wars 1313? Yes. You actually do. Yeah, so Star Wars 1313 was the big thing, like right before Disney bought Star Wars, where people were talking about, look, LucasArts is finally making another video game, Mm. and not only did it make another video game, it looks really interesting. It's about a bounty hunter. And so everyone was like, it's got to be about Boba Fett. Right. But the trailer showed some guy who, there was one bigger guy, and then you played the skinnier guy, and we were thinking, maybe the bigger guy's Boba Fett, because Boba Fett's supposed to be bulky and stuff. Yeah. Um, And the game's canceled, so it's never coming out, so let's see what's (laughs) happening. But they eventually show, someone showed uh, leaked footage from a dev who used to work on the team, and it showed Boba Fett. Not Boba Fett. It showed Boba Fett later. But it turns out that you were supposed to play a character who he's kind of like a tutorial, and you break into the under sea, the underbelly of the the hive area. Yeah. And once you get down there, your target is Boba Fett, and he kills you. <laughs> and then you play then Boba you Fett play from then on. Oh, wow, that'd be so cool. <laughs> yeah. Which, that is very... That's a good way to introduce him. Because Boba Fett, that's what I'm saying. He had a character. Back then, he was a brutal, brutal person. Like, he wasn't cruel, but he destroyed everything. Mm -hmm. Where his father was like a gunslinger, he was, uh, well, a bounty hunter. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I I love it when, not even video games, just like media in general does that. When they're like, okay, you think this person is going to be the main character? Nope, psych, they (laughs) died in the first episode. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I love it when that happens. I can't remember what anime we were watching that did that. It was Zodiac, Zodiac Words. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was a disappointing anime. <laughs> it was weird. I really loved that anime and simultaneously had frustrations. We've talked about, like, the animation yeah. quality just dropped and nobody seemed to notice, yeah. like, massively. There were some times, like, sometimes you know how they do CG in some shows. It was worse than that. It wasn't CG, but it was a low quality of CG, but regular, the animation. Regular and 2D animation that just like the the movements in the beginning, like the first epi- for like first like three episodes were really good, and then like episode four it kind of kind of dropped. Episode six were like what happened, <laughs> <laughs> and then like halfway through this the season they started using CG heavily mm-hmm. when they weren't using it like at all before, and then like last episode comes like half of the episode is CG. What is happening? Wait, who's winning? What? <laughs> yeah. They were going through some tough times. Yeah. The best part about that anime was the main character thing. You don't know who the main character is for the whole thing. Yeah. Wow. And it, it, it's like anybody could die because it's a death battle kind of thing oh. where everyone represents a, um, a zodiac animal and whoever wins gets a wish. And the wish can be whatever you want. It will come true because like the elite of the world, like having an Illuminati and they've got oh, power got or something. It. So yeah. It's really interesting. So I hope that show actually gets a season too. I just hope they keep the budget up. But other than that, I was going to lead into um, the Demon Slayer viewer surge. Oh, um, yeah. Why do you think that happened? Um, I, have, I have absolutely no clue. Maybe it was because people finally 
uh, got around to maybe people stop watching for a while because you know they already watched the the movie, mm-hmm. so they were just like, okay, well, let's stop watching for the first oh, half of the yeah. season, yeah. Of the second season. And they took a t- took their time to come back to and it. And then they were like, oh right, it's back. Yeah, <laughs> we're on a different arc now. Uh, and then they got the news, and then suddenly people jumped on. Yeah. And there's a lot also happened um, in this this entertainment district arc. Yeah. yeah. Like a lot of reveals. Mm-hmm. Thinking about um, Tanjiro's past that has come into his like he's come like starting to be able to control things. Yeah. And then Nezuko, of course, that's yeah. like mm-hmm. a bit of fan service there, right? Yeah. <laughs> so there's a lot that people are like, oh, I want to go back and watch this again. Yeah. Even if maybe they were like not inclined to go back to watching it after the last season ended. Yeah. Maybe they were thinking, eh. It's okay, I'll get back to it whenever. And mm-hmm. they're like, no, I need to see this. So. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking about it from like a viewer perspective because I've said before, I, I used to watch a lot of um, reactions and stuff like that. If th- That would be the thing where I'd watch the first season to see how they think about the show and then the ending. Mm. And second season, second seasons always, always have to start from the ground up and do build up, right? Mm-hmm. So I just watch the first two and then dip out to like episode seven or eight because <laughs> in that time period, they have to have downtime. Right. Yeah. So maybe something like that happened. That's interesting. Hmm. But ever since we moved it to Monday, it actually hasn't lost much of its viewers. Mm-hmm. Like I don't think it's gone down very much, if at all. Mm. But Attack on Titan has also surged. Yeah, okay. yeah. So about for Attack on Titan, I think it was like kind of a similar situation where people kind of slowly... It was like, oh, yeah, that show. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, I forgot they left me hanging and broke my heart last season. Let's let's see what they're doing. And then they start to see what's what's going on. They're like, oh, got to get back into it. So it's probably the same thing happening. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Why do you... Like, in the At- Attack on Titan show, there's so many things, like moral questions that sort of be going on. Do you What do you honestly think about Zeke's plan to euthanize everybody? Who was stupid. <laughs> But uh, it's hard, the way they've, like, done the show and kind of let us see everyone's thoughts, it's hard to see another way out. Like, I, he's, like, I understand why he's making that decision, but it's mm-hmm. a bad decision, you yeah. know? But you're like, I see why you're making that decision. It, it's not an unreasonable conclusion for someone who's lived a life like his to right. come to. Right, And then suddenly you have the power to actually do it. You're like, why not? Because you don't want to kill any but any of the living people. living people. You just make sure that they can't have any kids anymore. Right. Which, again, on, on it sounds awful, but it's not a terrible... It's not that cruel of a, a thing to do to somebody who's literally stomped on your whole their whole life. Mm-hmm. Like, you don't want this for a next generation. generation. Yeah, so, it's so seems, you stop the next generation. Yeah, it seems like it's a... a what is it? Like a... A merciful thing to do to mm-hmm. an unborn, you yeah. know? It's like, let me not let you come into this disaster. Yeah. So I mean, if you think about it, people do it now. They don't want to have kids in poorer situations, except he's making that decision for, for everybody. everybody. <laughs> yeah. But the, the, the clinch pin is they could turn into monsters. Yeah. As I threw their entire history, from what we know, seems to be modeled by the titans and what they can do to other people like eating entire civilizations yeah. like mm-hmm. whatever that city was that they destroyed that was supposed to be a big powerful city mm-hmm. so it's like yeah it's awful to do but it is a never ending cycle where everyone is basically in this arms race to outrace these monsters that can eat people and mm-hmm. aliens aren't that big of a population but hey 
I wonder what's gonna happen, really, because he just grabbed Aaron. Like, what does he mean yeah, by fixing? Yeah, what is he doing? Should we give a spoiler alert for anybody who hasn't watched the latest episode? Well, the whole this all is of gonna this be... is a spoiler. Oh yeah, I forgot. <laughs> this is gonna be way after. Yeah, this is like a month well, later. But we'll for... should say spoilers up to episode twenty-one. Yeah, episode twenty-one. Yeah. 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 We, I thought you were saying I something. <laughs> I, no, I was. I was going to like mention or elaborate on what you were saying. Yeah, that going on with his head. Touching heads, well, making contact was a big thing, yeah. right? That kind of triggers things because yeah. founder plus mm-hmm. founder titan. Yeah. Um. So, I think it's gonna be like some sort of mind control. I think because in this realm, mm-hmm. he's able to do whatever he wants. Yeah. And mm-hmm. he chained Aaron up basically with just his mind, mm-hmm. so he could probably do anything to Aaron at this point. So whatever happens went to him there, it was gonna affect him in the real in the real world. Something though that came to me. I wonder, this whole power that is only, you know, in the aliens, how are we so sure that it's only in the aliens and when they stop making kids that it won't transfer to someone random outside of the aliens? I don't know. I just thought about half of that before. I was like, what what if the aliens aren't like just like this specific race of people? It's just like a region of people and it turns out the whole world has all of this has the same blood mm. and stuff but we only know of these people having a specific like strain strand of the blood that he can be tested for i think they said they could test for it i no. don't remember and it could also be like it's concentrated in their race kind of kind of like you know um a particular race just tends to have I, I don't want to say anything about that. <laughs> Let's just say they, they just tend to have some 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 expression of some gene more common in their blood than any other blood, but it's still present in every other blood. Yeah. Kind of like what you're saying. Mm-hmm. So maybe if all the aliens cease to exist after they die out, mm-hmm. then it'll just pass on to the next the next um, candidate mm-hmm. who exists out there. That makes sense because we know the blood can transfer to other races. Mm-hmm. Because look at um, Mikasa, she's Asian, but because yeah. of her blood, she can she has the abilities of an Ackerman. Yeah. So it's not that you need to be an Eldian. So the Eldians seem to have German features and German names for things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But Berthold, I'm trying to remember because Berthold came from a different place, right? So I'm wondering, did he look German features, or were they trying to imply something else? Because it's possible then that. He was from a different ethnicity, but mm-hmm. still the Eldian blood, mm-hmm. which might mean that it could be that they were just a group of people in an area that turned into Eldians. Well, they did say that there are Eldians all over the world. Yeah. It's just that we're now looking at Marley, who has like a specific system for them, mm-hmm. rather so, than just genocide. So maybe they like, over time, morphed into different ethnicities? What? I think I thought you were saying like over time they changed to different ethnicities to explain why Berthold could be a different ethnicity. No, I was thinking that this is transforming into a titan is something that everybody could do, mm-hmm. but uh, just they kind of singled out Eldians for some reason. Mm-hmm. They were just like these people; these are the people who can actually do it, not knowing that they can actually do it because we've never seen a Marleyan try. Mm-hmm. We've never seen anybody else try. And if they did try, they would just say that they were half Eldian. <laughs> yeah, they would. And my other question is, what happens when the last founder-blooded person dies? Does founderness pass on? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> it's just like, because no one, no one will be left to command Ymir. Mm-hmm. Hmm. 
I remember there, there's an old mural from season two where it showed like four, remember it showed like a mural of like four younger people like it showed tears like they're crying but they're yeah. eating like blood and guts or whatever yeah and there's a corpse in the center mm-hmm. and there's a king over everybody who's like showing like do it or something Yeah. Yeah, so I wonder if maybe way back when there was someone who forced a group of people to ingest something that transformed their DNA or something. Yeah. Because there's that whole monster thing of the little girl meeting the monster where it's like offering her something and she's taking it. There was a mural of like what looked like a devil giving like a flower to a little girl, which might be Ymir. Ymir, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so I'm just wondering how magical are we going to (laughs) get? Yeah. We're already in this other realm. Mm-hmm. Um, Speaking of magical, I, I keep, my brain is like going off on tangents. Um, this reminds me of uh, Kogias, where my mind is just finding it hard to combine the magical with the very grounded mm-hmm. kind of thing. It's the same thing happening in Attack on Titan. And I, I've, I think I understand what, what's going on in my head. We have this very realistic, you know, political problems, racial problems, um, people hating each other, and, you know, just, like, things that you know in real life, and then we just put on top of it this magic. (laughs) And you're like, this also happens. Mm -hmm. So, uh, (laughs) no, go ahead. I I feel like it's easier for me to digest because there were so many questions to begin with. Like, what the heck are Titans? (laughs) Where did they come from? Why do they look like people? Why are they running like that? Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Well, the... Attack on Titan, I think, did really well um, melding those two worlds together. To me, Attack on Titan is a world that I I can I experience when I watch the show. Like mm-hmm. I I don't feel the disconnect with Attack on Titan. It makes sense in my head, even though it doesn't make sense. And we don't know the answers, but in my head, I'm like, yeah, Titans lives in you know aliens, you know this place, yeah, Paradise, see all that, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, oh, we find out we're not alone on this oh, planet. What? what? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. That was crazy, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it, so it's so I don't know Attack on Titan maybe it's because we've been watching it for so long even before we started you know the React channel mm-hmm. but Code Geass is we're, it's fresh we're only on season one and it's to me like it started with everything being normal mm-hmm. and then they put the magic in it and I'm like uh, you see what I'm saying yeah. mm-hmm. so it's like it, it didn't meld and it's still like Mm-hmm. Every now and then, it comes back and slaps me in the face. Like, oh, yeah, that, yeah. that is a weird thing. Why is it weird? <laughs> I think it's also partially because whereas Attack on Titan started us with questions, we had no questions in Code, Code Geass. Geass. He was just like, he resolved it immediately. He's like, I know exactly how this works. Yes. <laughs> I spent two weeks testing it. I'm good. No questions here. <laughs> I'm not going to ask you what this is or why you gave it to me. Right. Yeah. No questions asked. I think that might be, yeah, that as well. But there's also the whole, so you take the real world and you inject strangeness. Mm-hmm. And that becomes a fire point in your mind of that makes no sense. Mm-hmm. Attack on Titan was already strange and yeah. injected the real world. Real world yeah. came in yeah. after, yeah. Yeah. Um, and also with uh, what you're saying for Code Geass, people in Attack on Titan are extremely inquisitive and curious. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And if there's a question the audience would think of, they have already asked it, and they've already tested it. Hanji tested so many things. Remember she wanted to capture Titan and try to talk to them? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, she that makes did. sense. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah, like, Benny, I think his name was. She called uh, Bean. Benny. Beanie? Bean. Saw and Bean. Saw and Bean, right. Or Sonny and Bean. And, ooh, I just remember they killed them for some reason. Yes, they did. Yeah. Somebody, it was accidental. It was Annie. Them. It was Annie, yeah. Yeah. 
she didn't want her to discover anything. What would they have discovered? Because yeah. remember, he started reacting to Hanji. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. But from what we know, even the Marleyan aliens, the, the Titan Shifters, mm-hmm. they don't really seem to try to talk to them very much aside from Zeke. No. So maybe she was just worried about a discovery because these, I don't know, these devils. I was just going to say, you know who Sonny Bean is? Sonny Bean? Yeah, you know who Sonny Bean is? No. But she named him after Sonny and Bean. No. Sonny Bean is a uh, cave where there were cannibals in England a very, oh. very long time ago. Okay. Yeah, it's a very, very famous case where it's a lot of it's thought to have been exaggerated, mm. but it was extremely, it definitely was brutal because it left a big impression on everybody in the area where mm. it was like some family, they just stayed in there and interbred for a very long period of time and they were just living in the cave mm. and just, just travelers would be disappearing if we went on that road for like years wow. and eventually they assessed the investigation they found a cave filled with hundreds of bones and just meat everywhere and so they just killed them all yeah. <laughs> just killed them all wow <laughs> yeah okay but the leader of the group was Sonny Bean that was oh. the Sonny Bean clan yeah, yeah. Uh, okay yeah. that's terrifying terrifying <laughs> I was going to talk about uh, Death Note's reception. So it's kind of one of those shows like ReZero mm-hmm. where it's very concentrated. It's for our group, you know, like our community. Yeah. It, the viewers are not massive, but it hits around a thousand. Same t- with uh, ReZero and even yeah. Code Geass, yeah. where you get like 30 comments in the first hour yeah. because that's all of our people. Yeah. <laughs> but over time, the viewers is on the lower end compared yeah. to something like Attack of Titan or Demon Slayer. Yeah. yeah. Sorry. So, like, less viewers, but more interaction. Way more interaction. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which, um, I do like to respond to comments just because I do I like keeping up a conversation. But mm-hmm. also, it does help the algorithm. So, I am thankful that they do do that. Mm-hmm. But it's, it's, it's just hilarious to me how, when you think, you never think about these things when you're not a YouTuber of commenting. Yeah. Or even getting a response. Like, yeah. I, I can't think of too many times to create a response on a video to me yeah mm-hmm. so I, I when i do respond to them i do feel good about it because i want to let, let them know that yes not only am i reading all the comments which i'm sure other youtubers do read the comments they but by can't... responding have a dialogue there. yeah yeah yeah, yeah. And we have I, a few, sorry no i was just gonna add that um the viewership you can know when a show is like hitting the sweet spot for our particular viewers mm-hmm. when our Patreon has a lot of comments, yeah. you know? Because <laughs> our Patreon is super concentrated for people who are actually interested. So if Patreon is like viewing the video on YouTube like before it's public, mm-hmm. and you're like, wow, there are likes on the video before it's public, yeah. you know it, it, that it's uh, it's like hitting our, our like core mm-hmm. people. So it's cool. Mm-hmm. Death Note regularly gets eight views yeah. on the unlisted. Yeah. Which, uh, that doesn't sound like much, but that's a very large amount for our Patreon. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And also, there's a few names that are just people that I've started to expect to comment. Yeah. Like, for instance, like, uh, Rex. Oh, I, yeah. I don't even think he's a patron, but he's been around for so long on so many of our videos that it's just, okay, if there's any translation issue or something that sounds weird, mm-hmm. I know he's going to be in the comments and he'll explain it. Yeah. He just has always always that. Nice. Always been very polite about it. He's never taken offense to anything, so yeah. Thanks, Rex. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, and I just had a question. Like, so we're watching so many shows right now. Is there any characters that you've seen so far that rise to the top that you think of as, like, a favorite character? Hmm. Um, in current shows? In the current shows that we're watching, because one day I might do like a tier list of like favorite ever. Hmm. So we've got Code Geass, we've mm-hmm. got ReZero, mm-hmm. we've got Attack on Titan, we've got Demon Slayer, and Boba Fett, I guess. Uh, 
I think for mine is ironically a, a character we don't see a lot. It's Demon Slayer's Gyu. Oh. Because <laughs> he's, he's just, he's such a, like a pitiable character. Pitiable? <laughs> Ever yes. since that episode, he uh, was like, it's like, nobody people likes don't you. Like you. He was like, people, people like me. <laughs> <laughs> but he's also like, always, like he's, he just, his head is turned away all the time. Where, where is yeah. he looking? He responds sometimes. He, he sometimes he just straight up ignores people. He's like, "Are you ignoring me?" His the answer is yes. <laughs> but hmm. I don't know why he's a hilarious character. Oh, I I also saw the um what is it, the Kimetsu Academy, which is uh-huh. like the Demon Slayer Academy chibi show thing, and he was one of the teachers, and he kept slapping Zenitsu. Of course, with his blonde hair. <laughs> Over the blonde hair. Yeah, I thought it was because of his eyeballs. Untie your hair. Yeah, and then <laughs> Zenitsu ran away from him. He's like, "Stop running in the halls." <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So. Gyu is, I think, personally, why I find him so funny is because he just refuses to interact. Yeah. Like, Demon Slayer, if you think about it, every single scene, if someone's in the scene, they all participate. Mm-hmm. Like, someone yells something like a flashy guy, mm-hmm. and then the three little girls will all have their response one-liner that they all repeat, and then mm-hmm. every single member of the crew gets their one-liner that fits their character. Yeah. Gyu just, just waits <laughs> for it to leave. <laughs> basically. basically, yeah. And then he was, uh, there was also that other moment when he was like, he talks, when they were talking about Rengoku, he's like, he talks to me. Yes, he loves him. <laughs> like the mini caption, he loves him. It's like, he talks to me. That's all you need for, to make him happy. Mm-hmm. And all he wants to do is just people interaction. He doesn't know how to do it. Yeah. It's hilarious. I think he would count as an extroverted introvert. He wants to be around people but doesn't want to interact with oh. no. <laughs> And that other, uh, what do you call it? The Taisho scroll, like after credits, oh, where yeah. he, he got invited to the party. He wasn't invited, but he went to the party. Oh. And he just had this little smile. Yeah. It was adorable. I don't remember that at all. When uh, Zenitsu tried to marry. Uh, oh, that party. Oh, I didn't remember Why are you even smiling. Here? <laughs> I remember everybody showing up, but I don't remember you showing up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How about you? You have a favorite character? Uh, I'm, I was thinking the whole time she was speaking, and I'm, I, I don't know. You can do it. <laughs> I, I like uh, most of the protagonists. Um, Tangent is the, the main one that I can think, but I, I really love Nezuko just because of my past on DeviantArt. I've, I would always see her character and like wonder about her. I'm like, ooh, who's that? Why, why is that in her mouth? And I always wonder, and now I know who she is, and I'm like, oh, like I'm in the mouth. You know, and I just think, I love the way they portray her, especially in chibi form. Mm-hmm. The last episode where she just went off was amazing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Even though she was, like, losing herself, it was it was really cool to see her kind of, like, get her time to shine, even though it was probably never going to see it for a long, 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 long time. Yeah. So um, that was really cool. I really love Nezuko. Um, and honestly... Took me. It took me a little while to like warm up a bit, but I really like Zenitsu. Uh, yeah, that was my second. Yeah, Zenitsu yeah. just be- just because he's such a strange two characters. Yeah, you know, <laughs> two of them. <laughs> His normal character is has come to be endearing. His yeah. like whiny mm-hmm. self. In the beginning, it was just a little bit out. It was like he was so loud and uh, like exaggeratively yeah, and, like flailing, <laughs> flailing. Yeah, yeah it, it, in the beginning, it was a bit much. It was funny for a long time. Remember that first episode we saw him? It was funny, yeah. even the whole time I was laughing. 
But like the next episode, it was still the same, yes. still the same. After a while, I was like, okay, okay, okay. progress. But, <laughs> but I've seen him grow. I yeah. think that, you know, going off and doing his his fights his on his own, his own, missions on his own, and it's really cool. He coming back to defend just when um. Uzui was going to take the girls away to the entertainment district and mm-hmm. everybody's like, no. Yeah. And he was like, just before he goes, please, sir. You know, <laughs> yeah. um, that was, it was cool to see him come to their defense, you know, taking, or even the parts where he, he's very introspective, not introspective, um, observant, yeah. noticing how Tanji was feeling mm-hmm. and, and seeing, you know, maybe I should, I should try harder. Yeah. I can't believe he's such, such a hard try. What's wrong with me? And seeing those sides of him, is really cool. And yeah. um, it's made me like him more and more. So, Zenitsu is probably Zenitsu and Nezuko from Demon Slayer. I love Demon Slayer in general. Yeah. Like I didn't think I would. Yeah. But from the very beginning, like the art just hooked me, and then Beautiful. the story just like drew me in. I love Demon Slayer. Yeah. Another thing with Zenitsu is uh, like his. Um... Oh dang it! I just I just forgot everything. Oh, sorry. It fell out of my head. Oh no! No, oh. I gotta pick it back up. Uh. No, it's gone. It fell into a grate. <laughs> down the grate. Down the grate. Into the sewers. <laughs> Yeah, I know. I know. We've talked about the pacing for these shows a lot, but for me, I don't know if I necessarily have a favorite character that I can definitely say stands above the rest right now. Yeah, Ren Goku actually probably was my favorite character when he was around. Mm. Yeah, like he just surged to the front real quick for me. Yeah, I was about to choose him. I was like, no, it's gonna make me sad. Yeah, he's he's awesome because his his like his personality is like infectious. Huh? Yeah, yeah. It, mm-hmm. he he's just like like Mister Hope, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but like he he still has like these weird endearing moments. Endearing where he's like, I'm moments. gonna buy all of your bento. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> stuff like that. What just makes him like, oh, I just mm-hmm. want to hug you. And then the with his father, he. Like his um, happiness dream was is still still, still accepting the way his father is, yeah. and mm-hmm. he just wants to focus on his brother. Yeah, yeah. It's not like he hates his father or anything, no. or he's no. lost hope in his father. He's just like, this is the way he is, and I'm yeah. okay with that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, people like uh, someone like Rengoku in the show. I think reason why I preferred him over Tanjiro is because while I do like, oops, while I do like Tanjiro, <laughs> I don't like characters that come across as either too preachy or too judgy. Mm-hmm. And Tanjiro isn't, but he's on the borderline of doing mm-hmm. that, you know? Yeah. But Rengoku, he's not like that at all. He has his side, but he's still, in, and he still envelops everybody and holds him to a higher standard, mm-hmm. but at no, no point does he look down on any of them. Mm-hmm. But also, funny enough, on the opposite side of the fence, one of my favorite characters is also Akaza. Oh, Akaza. <laughs> Akaza. Akaza. Is it Just, Akaza or Akaza? Akaza. I, I keep, no keep I forgetting Akaza. that last letter at the end of his it name. It is Z, isn't it? But yeah, he just the way how he likes to fight and just being the Vegeta of the show. Yeah. That's all. I just love that. I want yeah. to see more of him once he fight. Yeah, as soon as he appeared on screen, he, what he said reminded me of something that you bring up a lot where you want to see the good characters keep being good. You don't want to see them die yeah. at, at just before their peak. And he was like, I, d- I don't want to... S- you're really good. Become a, a demon so that you can live forever and become better. Yeah. yeah. Basically. I was just like, oh, this is my brother in demon form. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. Look at that spike what you just did. What did she say? <laughs> you spiked the audio. <laughs> yeah. I-, I love watching that, but... Ugh. Forcing it on somebody else, though. Yeah. Um, is there any show that we haven't reacted to that you've wanted to see so far? Um, 
I feel like there was some, but like they kind of fell by the wayside. Ooh, one that I watched recently was Akumada Drive. I nearly watched that. It's really good. It is? <laughs> it's, I, and it's, I had to see it in the comments once I finished the series that it was an anime only. Usually, usually you can tell when it's an anime only because like it's really like paper thin plot type of thing. Because <laughs> like it's as wide as the ocean, shallow as a kiddie pool type mm-hmm. of thing. But I, I watched that and it was so much fun. It I, has good fights in it, right? Yes, I I really enjoyed it. I I enjoyed pretty much every character as well. Because oh, and none of that's about to run out. Yeah, you're saying some about fights. Uh, right, the fights were good, the characters were good, and they develop as you kind of expect them to. Like, there's no wild uh, paradigm shift in anybody. Um, but it's just more like an evolution of their character, considering yeah. the circumstances. Continuing their paths. Yeah. Hmm. So I, I really like that. I, I think you'd like the, the fight scenes as well. I'm trying to think of, like, any plot type thing that I can like describe it to you <laughs> without spoiling it but yeah it was just really fun I good fights are enough for me yeah I, I remember finishing the anime and being like what an experience really? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I really liked it and wow. did you actually watch it? I binged it yes I, oh. I watched <laughs> I binged whole... it yes <laughs> <laughs> I think the only thing that I didn't like properly sit down and watch was the first episode because the first episode I'm trying to figure out whether I'm going to actually yeah. watch this anime or not but I kept find, finding, finding myself stopping like when I was like skipping through it to like watch the scene because I'm like Ooh. oh this is interesting that's a good sign that's, that's a good, good sign, sign. You know, funny enough, that Akuma Drive was on our reaction poll list that I had at one point. Oh. It's just I couldn't... Like, remember, even though I wanted to watch shows that we want to watch, mm-hmm. I need to pick shows to put on a list that people will actually want to watch us watch. Yeah. So it's not like uh, we're Blind Wave or the Normies where we can put up anything and just get viewers, you know? Yeah. So I, I nearly watched it in my private time just to see, is this show actually worth putting on the list? And is it something that you guys would enjoy? So just having you watched it, it's, that's going to be interesting so maybe you would be the um, host for that show I guess yeah. I can introduce Kaizen yeah. I did see one fight <laughs> <laughs> I hate being the host uh, you actually do a pretty good job yeah. to be honest yeah. it takes some getting used to it's just, keep it's just doing the intro it's just yes. no <laughs> <laughs> but I, I saw one fight from that show and it had some guy with a metal mask right metal mask there's some metal yes. mask yeah that's the only thing I saw and I just remember being impressed by actually being able to see the fists make contact and blocks mm-hmm. and seeing something that looked like decent fighting, mm-hmm. which I'm just not used to in anime. Yeah. It's always just a power-up or Dragon Ball Z. Yeah, 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 yeah. Another show, a show that I wanted us to watch was, uh, it might, uh, there's two shows that are very similar. Tower of God, I think, mm-hmm. or God of High School. There's two shows with those names. Mm-hmm. One, But the one I'm talking about is they've got almost like stands from Jojo's Bizarre Adventure. Oh, I don't but know. that's like the next level and they hint at it. And it starts off with everybody just fighting fist fist and it's like they're inside of a massive arena. That would be God of High School. God of High School. Yeah. Yeah. And it's some kind of I don't know, some kind of mafia or something going on. I don't know. It was a webtoon for a long time yeah. and I since I'm on webtoons I saw it a lot and mm-hmm. I ignored it a was lot. Was it Korean? I think so. I don't the art remember. Was different. The art was very pretty and yeah. Hmm. 
It was on our list though. Because I was too busy paying attention to Noblesse. <laughs> wasn't wasn't didn't God of High School make it to the like top three for the last vote? Because I, I remember rooting for it. It was like that art looks really cool. I want to see this one. Mm-hmm. But then Death Note won. Yeah, it was a runner. No, it wasn't runner. It was a third place. I think it was because, third place. Because yeah. uh, Violet Evergreen nearly yeah. won actually, which was yeah. I was very surprised that that nearly won. I don't. Want I wasn't surprised. I was so many ready. people. <laughs> I know she knows about it. Do you have you seen it? No, oh, I, I okay. saw I saw the first episode. Oh, barely. But she, I saw the first episode. I'm not excited for Violet Evergreen, even though we've been recommended it multiple times because she's like it's so sad. Yeah, I've I've only seen like bits and pieces of it. It's oh. like in anime moments, and all of them have been sad. <laughs> I'm like I'm, not. and then the name is Violet Evergreen. Yeah. Well, it's, how much more Jane Austen, but uh, but. <laughs> Sad can you be? I was gonna say, what did she mean by that? <laughs> Sad Jane Austen, Violet Evergreen. Hello, nice to meet you. But but to to it's got to be a good show because Death Note yeah, is such. Be. To be honest, on second viewing, I did not realize that the was is slow. Oh. Like it's it's a good show, but I, I thought its pacing was much more yeah faster than it than it was. But it was before the time of picking things up. But before Demon Slayer. Before Demon Slayer, <laughs> but. Violet Evergreen, I did not think it had a chance to mm. get that close. It was like, what, I think it was like 5% behind. Mm. Barely, barely lost. Like, mm. just a few more people voted. And the thing is, a lot of our viewers do not realize that there are, is a public vote. Like, oh. there were comments with like 50 upvotes on the p- post where I posted, hey, if you want to vote, go here. Everyone just assumes because it's a Patreon link that you have they to be can't, a patron. Yeah. yeah. Even though I say this is a public poll, Anybody can vote. Yeah. People Nobody. Don't, it yeah. doesn't register when they read it. You know? Yeah. I think in the future, we need to not not say it's on Patreon. Just say, click this link to vote. Yeah. <laughs> you know? And then they, they'll be able to see the, the post. Or hide it in a bit.ly link or something. Oh, oh yes. Maybe. maybe we'll do that. <laughs> yeah, because it was like 50. I was like, guys, please, please vote for Violet Evergreen. Please. <laughs> you can. <laughs> you can vote. You can. <laughs> Patrons, please vote. <laughs> guys. Uh, um... And I just this was a general question I had. Is there? Do you guys have interest in watching movies? Movies? Mm. Mm-hmm. Anime movies or just anime movies? movies. Anime, anime movies. movies. Because there's a couple that are very popular. That that. Sorry. There are a couple that are very popular that I'm fairly certain you guys would really enjoy. But I just don't know if you guys want to sit down for like a full two hour movie experience. Especially if it's something we have were like. Not like we don't have any backstory or context. I mean, yeah. Well, well, it's not that there is context. It's like this is a movie that was made. Like if we go to the movies to watch some random show, mm-hmm. something like that. If you guys had interest in seeing anime versions of that, yeah, I would. I have a mixed relationship with anime movies. They are very different from animes, the shows, yeah. and the their plotline, their progression, and their endings are wildly different and usually the ones that I've seen have ended on more ambiguous tones than I'm like than I prefer oh the movie itself movies yeah. oh I wouldn't pref- I wouldn't I've noticed that, that. Mm-hmm. like it's very strange like there's this thing where like in Korean movies you don't expect the good guy to live yeah really <laughs> or even win there are a lot like horror movies in West the good guy always wins. The monster dies. Yeah. In the East, they almost always lose. Wow. The monster almost always kills everybody. 
Wow. At the end. <laughs> the end. <laughs> because horror movies are supposed to horrify you. And right. so they took that very literally. Yeah. You know? Um, and th- the thing is, though, it's, it's funny. They have the same plot progression. Like, the bad guy he shows up. The guy starts losing people that he cares about. He goes. He gets beat up. He goes through this whole training arc. He he gets hope. He fights back and he loses. Yeah. <laughs> the, so and it's similar in anime where it's got the same story beats of introducing a character. We get to like the character, introduce the problems. We fix the problems. Things start to get better. You know, middle point of the movie. Then the bad thing happens. Mm-hmm. But then on the rise back, it's bittersweet. Yeah. Like you get oh. some of the things. Yeah. But some of the other things just can't be fixed. Yeah. Or it ends on. They might figure it out. Yeah, might, yeah. Maybe they're maybe they're trying to like make the movie in a way that they're opening up the door for another movie. It never feels like that. It feels really? like they're, they're all standalone. It, it feels like they want they want you to think more about it. That's kind of how they they end the movie. Yeah, they're very Is artsy. It? Yeah, I. Will, it's like you go into an art museum and there's like some weird painting of like some. Thing giving birth to a universe and then blood and gore and it's like I want the person who sees my art to leave with the feeling of revulsion <laughs> and understand what that is and contemplate it over the next few weeks you'll stay with them in forever you know that kind of thing like, yeah, artsy, kind of artsy stays with you yeah. so anime movies they stay with you he yeah. went to France for two weeks but picked up an accent <laughs> yeah. that kind of person yeah. <laughs> yeah I will say some of the ones that I would show you, though, like, they are roller coasters of emotions, I will say that. But they don't end badly. Yeah. The one that I watched recently, I think I just watched it last night, was called Pale Cocoon. And the way it ended, I'm just like, you almost <laughs> always have to go to the comments to figure out... What was that? What was, what was that? Did anybody <laughs> contact the author? Help me. <laughs> Help me. I, I, you'll never watch it. Uh, Pale Cocoon is like... Uh, it's about these people are archivists. They're like decrypting and de-encoding uh, like pictures and videos from what was the old world, what they understand the world used to be. But now they're all living in this um, this thing underground where there's you have to uh, live on like the lower levels, but then you work in like some of the upper levels. It's not really. It's pretty much all dystopian, right? Um, and they're slowly and slowly there's becoming less archivists because they get very disheartened that this lush green world used to be the world and we Aww. destroyed it. So he's like the last archivist, but he really loves knowing that he loves to think that the world that he's seeing might still exist, even if it's just a small part of the world. Yeah. Um, and eventually he um, finds this video of a woman uh, basically singing about hope you know we're all down here but maybe someday we'll be able to to go back yeah mm-hmm. um, so he eventually he finds the elevator that apparently is barely working now he finds an elevator climbs on top of the elevator and the elevator like shoots up <laughs> all the way up and he finds that apparently they're on the moon and he, Another video that just finished de-encoding, which he didn't stay to watch. Um, the girl is describing that, you know, they were all on settlement ships, immigration ships to the moon because they destroyed the earth. And it's oh now rust-colored. Oh, no! And he's like... And um, she's hoping that they'll be able to go back someday. But he's, like, now floating in the middle of something, some stratosphere, artificial stratosphere or something. 
uh, how is he going to get back down? But he sees the world, and it's blue now. So oh, there's instead of hope. being rust-colored. But now he's floating. So nobody knows. How is he supposed to get back down <laughs> without dying? They is it like artificial... if in danger? Well, how is this, how <laughs> is he know. supposed to get back down? I don't know. Because, like, like, you know, sometimes they do movies where, like, wow, it really is real. But it's got that hopeful feeling like you, he's going to figure it out. The elevator has detached oh. itself. Oh. And he and the elevator are now floating in this artificial stratosphere. He sees a ship in the distance. There's, like, clouds everywhere. How is he going to get back down without dying? There's artificial gravity where he was before. He doesn't. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and the, the movie just ends. That's the beauty of it. I see it in no. what No, <laughs> oh, don't you get it? He's the only archivist. Everyone gave up on hope, right? Yeah. And he just wants to know that it's out there. He right. in the end sees it is out there. He has fulfilled his mission. That's, that is all. That his mission was fulfilled. never telling everybody that there's hope. True. Everyone else already gave up. His mission was being fulfilled in knowing that it's still out there. And that, in of itself, was the victory. It's kind of beautiful. I'm getting chills. <laughs> Stop it. <laughs> I put something on screen though. I didn't know you were gonna say the whole ending. <laughs> I was I was thinking that you could put like spoiler on uh, the whole time she's talking. Spoiler for Pale yeah. Cocoon, and apparently Pale Cocoon is um, actually a nickname for the moon. Really? So like the fact that the base is called Pale Cocoon. Maybe this wasn't it, but I was trying to remember what I was trying to say. Yeah, movies. Uh, there's a couple movies that are very legendary, and it's very important not to mix them up. I just think it's hilarious because one has a really bad ending and one's a really good ending. Oh no! But they're very similar in tone. <laughs> like I think they're made by the same person too. But it's like the th- the theme is the same, but the things in the story are different. But you can tell the story beats are almost the same. But um, without spoiling it, there's like there's like this thing that blocks vision of some characters, and then they never see each other ever again, and that's the end or something like that. Mm-hmm. And then for the other one, they, the same thing happens where the vision is blocked. But then they see each other, like they stayed there and they saw each other or something. Mm. And so it was the same ending, but he just did it better. And it's yeah. Like <laughs> yeah. yeah. I remember reading the comments, people were like saying, that moment, every single fan's heart stops. <laughs> He's not doing it again. <laughs> like, Don't Can you do imagine? Oh my gosh, you see the exact thing about to happen. It's like, <laughs> yeah. yeah. And then they actually see each other, like, oh, mm. I don't need the medication anymore. <laughs> mm hmm. But, yeah, uh, I'm interested in doing those kind of movies. A big problem for those movies is... Cutting it. It's cutting it. Yeah. Not just cutting it. It's um, keeping coherence. Because watching a reaction video, you're not... I don't want anybody watching our reaction videos to watch the movie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But you need to be able to be Follow. watching something and understanding where we are now. Yeah. And if you do two violent jump cuts, it's like, wait, doesn't that happen like half an hour later? You yeah. Know? And also, bigger channels get away with it because... I'm not entirely sure how they do it. I'm pretty sure because they're bigger channels, they don't get screened by some bots, maybe. Because some of them just don't even... Sorry, I saw the video, mm-hmm. and it just continues with the story, and it's 30 minutes long, and that's fine. It's just, I don't get how come... Like, if I did that for five minutes, it'd get striked. Yeah. You know, so I don't get what they're doing that yeah. prevents it. So I assume that they've got bots to scour the lower echelons to make sure nobody's uploading full videos, which happens. Yeah. But, yeah. Hmm. Hmm. Is there anything that you guys wanted to say or bring up for the podcast? Um, I hope so much that Bacano season two oh, yeah. becomes a thing. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. They ended Bacano one so well. Exactly. I I know there's so much that wasn't answered, and there's a lot that they could do of the show because the way the show was written, at least how we how I saw it, it 
they it felt like they were pulling things out of their hat left right and center like oh and then this and then this i mean it was following but i felt like they could go on forever how this story is being written you know so i can see them making a two but i'm very satisfied with one yeah, I am satisfied with one. It's just because I, afterwards I went and read the wiki of a bunch of characters. I'm like, oh, oh this would be so cool to see. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it, it's still one of my favorite shows of all time. Mm-hmm. I think it might be the number one show favorite of all time. Yeah. But, yeah, when they were making that anime, they left out so much that happened before that segment of time that it makes me think that they knew that they probably wouldn't be able to tell everything. Mm-hmm. But it's... I want to say it's a show before it's time. I really mm. do. Yeah. I think it's a sh- type of show that we will see come around again where shows do disjointed, fast-paced, zany characters. Mm. And it just came at the bad time. Because before it was stuff like um, Cowboy Bebop where it was just all over the place. But it was it was kind of about the soul of the show. Mm-hmm. And then after it where we got slower kind of shows and then we got the kind of Sword Art Online kind of shows. And now right now we're going through Demon Slayer really fast-paced kind of shows where yeah. it's all about this character's um, personal progression. So I none of that includes what Bakuno was. You yeah. know, Bakuno does not fall into any of those categories. Dorara fell into its category at the time it came out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But Bakuno, no. I, I was hoping for a season two. It has not said a whisper about season two mm-hmm. ever since. The author still makes stuff about Bakuno, so it's really? possible. Yeah, oh. stuff still comes out about Bakuno. Wow. But... Nothing about season two ever in like is, ten years. Wait, is he still? Is the story then still continuing? I don't remember. He's just like writing about the, the story. I think like a side story mm-hmm. came out. Or something oh, like that, okay. Which usually implies that at any given moment, the guy could drop a whole book. <laughs> <laughs> when 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 I looked it up, when you you told me that, um, there was like they they cut out like they jumped around. Yeah. From the circus, it's all—it's like a whole bunch of volumes. When I looked it up, there's a lot of volumes released over many years. Yeah. So, like, even when I was thinking, oh, I want to go back and read it, I'm like, that is really intimidating. <laughs> That's a lot of books. Um, so I, I, I do, I would lo- love a season two, but I wonder if they could do it in like a prequel kind of way. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it, it would make sense or if it would be worth your time, but <laughs> if they could do it in a like. Let's do it. Let's do back and right. You know, like go from the beginning and fill in the gaps that you didn't fill in before, if they're important, obviously, because there's some you know filler that was in the book that we don't need. Hmm. But I mean, like fill in those those interesting things that you couldn't put in in the first one, if it ever gets another season. I don't know. Personally, yeah. sorry, go ahead. Uh, I was gonna say I hate prequels. Yeah. No. <laughs> I was going to say that I don't think a prequel would be bad for a show like Bacchanal because basically inside the show is a bunch of pre- prequels, prequels, sequels, and then the yeah. main story. So I don't. I feel like as if they did like prequel where they kind of did the same thing where mm-hmm. they're jumping back and forth, but it's mainly about the the what happens before all of that and maybe a little bit in between what is what happened during the um, season one. I don't think it would be bad or feel out of the field. Yeah, mm-hmm. I agree. Yeah, I mean, like, if a prequel happens, I'd watch it, and I'd probably enjoy it. It's just I always prefer... Going forward. St- I prefer going forward with story progressions, usually. Mm-hmm. Um, no no individual media, like not Star Wars or anything, scarred me of prequels or anything. <laughs> but it's just, I get frustrated almost 
when a show ends and I want more of that story. Yeah, and they go backwards. They go back, and it's like, but I wanted to see what they did from there. Yeah, you know, I don't, want, I don't care how they got to this point. Mm. Um, it's kind of like uh, with Red Dead series that I've always griped about over the years. Like yeah. Red Dead One comes out, it's like, okay, this is great, but every cowboy game that ever existed is always like, man. Things were different in the old days. Remember when we were just rode around all wild, robbing any bank, making posses, and shooting on... That sounds amazing! Yeah, why did you make that game? <laughs> yeah, but then we go back in Red Dead 2, and they're not even in the West. They come back closer East, and they're fighting with the law, and the whole thing... The theme of Red Dead 1 was that the West was dead. Red Dead 2 is the West is dying. <laughs> you know? And it's... Don't get me wrong, I loved the game. It's one of the greatest stories I've ever played. It's really up there. It's just, I really, really love Old West. I like the idea of just making a gang and robbing banks, and that sounds fun. Yeah. But no game wants to do it. Yeah. <laughs> so that's why, I, like, oh, it's got a sequel, it's got a sequel. It's a prequel. Bang. <laughs> or, or, go back, because I do want to go back, right? Yeah. But I don't want to tell the same story backwards. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Backwards, different group. Mm-hmm. Nothing to do at all with the other. Maybe you reference some of them, but different group. Mm-hmm. Mm. I guess what I I would also like to see kind of stemming off Bacchano again is another show that can kind of do what Bacchano did where we were flipping back and forth between times. Because at first I was thoroughly confused. Mm -hmm. But at the end, it's like when you start to get the hang of the back and forth. Oh, that's when that thing. Oh, this is 1931 now. Oh, it's 32. You know, it's really cool. And it's it's fun to to start to stitch things together in your mind. Mm -hmm. But what I'd like to see them do... um, which I, I think they start, they kind of did at near as they neared the end of Bacchano is um, start to rearrange them where they're in order. So it's like confirming, oh, yes, I was right. This is in this order. This happens and this happens. Mm-hmm. And then kind of show them progress now. So everything, the timeline is smoothed out by the end of the season. Mm-hmm. That's something I'd like to see. I'd like to see a show that could pull off that with Bacchano maybe more crisp. Mm-hmm. I, yeah. I want to see the kind of, just the kind of... M- a-class storytelling type Bacchano stuff. Because, like, even from... Because, like, we talked about it at the end of season one. Who was the main character? Right. But they, in the beginning, in episode one, they're like, any of these people could be the main character. But they didn't tell you that, but they told you that. Yeah. So by the time you're in the middle of the season, you're like, this main guy... Are they main characters? Yeah. yeah. It does main character exist? Yeah. Main character who? <laughs> I, I want to be. I, I love that kind of thing. Whereas, like, this group of people, disjointed people who barely know each other, some might not even interact, but you all, but you, you love them all equally. Like, to them, to you, they're all as much main character as each other. Mm-hmm. Because usually with shows, you have, like, one main, main character, and then you have his group who are also main characters. Yeah. Secondary characters, yeah. But, like, Isaac and Miria are equally main characters. Mm-hmm. Um, what is Firo. it? Jacuzzi, Firo, they're all equally main characters. And they all have their own groups. But you'd be, I was even fine just, like, thinking that maybe they would never meet each other. But they did, and I was happy about that. And I just want that kind of storytelling. <laughs> the, the, I think the genius of it is you can't have multiple main characters in a story. And so what they did is they broke the story. Oh. So each episode was like someone else's POV, which allowed for multiple main characters. Mm. That That is what I was going to say, the point of view thing. Mm. I watched a show called Vantage Point 
It's uh, do you have have you guys heard of it? I've heard yeah. of it. I've yeah, it. it yeah, I've talked about it before. It it was it it wasn't like super popular, but when it just came out, they were like, oh yeah, Vantage Point, watch that, and I watched it with a group of friends, and I really liked it. It was about um, the assassination or tr- tr- attempted assassination of a president or something, yeah. and we see throughout the show we get to see the same thing happen from like eight different vantage points. And it was so interesting. And I really, I, I kind of um, would love to see that again, but not so direct. Mm-hmm. You know, kind of like how they did it in Bacano, just like you guys are saying. Mm-hmm. That's how they made it feel like we had so many main characters is because yeah. we were seeing things from different perspectives um, on almost the same event. Not not quite, mm-hmm. you know, seeing different things happening. Um, but I, I, I enjoy that kind of thing where I get to, to get a rounded view of the situation and maybe even make my judgment call. It's like, ah, that's what really happened, <laughs> you know, because that's what the, they were trying to solve the murder. Mm-hmm. But you know, or attempted. I can't remember what happened. The um, train. Ja- yes. Who's, who's jacking the train? Everybody's everybody. Jacking. <laughs> that, train. Yes. And then the whole thing, like when you find out, I think at the end, like everybody was connected. All the vantage points were connected to each other, mm-hmm. yeah. I think is what happened. So I don't know. Those kind of intricate plot plot devices are really cool to see. Mm-hmm. When you put a lot of effort into how you construct the show, mm-hmm. it makes it. And I know it's a lot of work. Mm-hmm. And especially when you're 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 like as a manga author, we've talked about this on an yeah. after talk. They're under so much pressure, you know, and maybe they start off with this big dream and this big story and they, they've got their plot devices and they know what they're doing. And then uh, the pressure from the publishers come on. They can't keep it up. Got to cut some corners and yeah. you, you lose things. I, I would love to see that, you know, strong plot development um, in, a, in a show with things like that, with the, the different POVs and I don't know, carry it out, pull it off somehow. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I'm going to cheat a little here. My favorite character of all time is Vino. <laughs> You're going to throw it in there. Uh, you have to throw it I in was... earlier. <laughs> and it confuse everybody. Yeah. That's why I was asking if you if you were talking about, like, current shows that yeah. we were watching. Because I would have chosen somebody so from, from Back and o. o. I knew it. Like, instantly, I was like, hmm, Back and O. Which character? <laughs> favorite character? Just Back and O. Yeah. All of Back and O. Could be so many people like Enzo is amazing, yeah. Fiero is amazing. Like they're all so one well written, except yeah. for Eve. What was her name? Eve. Eve. Yes. Oh yeah, Eve. The <laughs> girl, the so little girl. Yeah. Oh, the little girl. Yeah. I don't no, eat. the sister. Oh yeah. Okay. The I sister, thought. Sister, I'm lost. The sister of Dallas. Dallas. The girl who was. Oh yeah. Her. I was gonna say Eve is very light, very superficial kind of character. No one's lighter than Lad's girlfriend. Oh, no, I feel like I, her character is solidly uh, very, like, not caring. Like, I, yeah, I understand her character. Yeah. But Eve is so light and naive and, like, I mean, naive, you got, I guess she's supposed to be young. But some of her decisions, like, I'm going with this mobster because he has Dallas. I know. <laughs> what? Okay. Okay. Anyways. Yeah. But I think we're up on time now. So yeah. thank you guys very much for being here. Guys, remember to leave a comment if you guys want to uh, leave a question for the podcast or if you guys want to suggest anything for the podcast. Remember, become a patron for Tier 3 if you guys want immediate access to the podcast. Or otherwise, it takes about a month delay before this gets up on YouTube for everybody to see. So thanks very much for being here. I will see you next time in City. Bye-bye. Bye.